Welcome to the Future of Dentistry podcast series powered by Dr. Bicuspid and Keystone Industries. In this series of seven interviews coming from the Dental Trade Alliance meeting in Bonita Springs, Florida, you'll hear from experts from around the dental industry about what they are anticipating in 2024 and beyond. Let's get started. The Future of Dentistry podcast series is powered by Keystone Industries, helping dentists and dental team members with their preventive and laboratory needs since 1908. Learn more at dental.keystoneindustries.com. Hi, everyone. This is Kevin Henry. We are back at the Dental Trade Alliance Conference in uh, Bonita Springs, Florida. Glad to be joined today by Ken Leifson, who is a workforce strategist and founder of Island Strategies. Hey, how are you? I'm good. Hi, Kevin. How are you? Hey, Thanks so much. I know you just came off the stage. I did. Glad to be able to talk to you about this. Hiring is such a hot topic, whether it's dentistry, whether it's anything else. And so I appreciate you joining us for a few minutes to talk about it. Absolutely. It is a hot topic. Um, it doesn't matter the industry right now. Um, I have I have clients from, you know, financial services to construction to the dental industry. It, it's, it's about people. It's about humans. And so... It really is not biased. <laughs> it, and that was one thing I was going to ask you is, you know, we in the dental industry, we get such in a bubble thinking it, this is only impacting our industry, but it is everywhere. Is hiring at a dental practice the same as it would be as a bank or any other place in your opinion? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I do think it's the same. You know, what we're talking about might be different. The points might be different. The... Um, uh, what the questions that we're asking are obviously going to be different, but I think the way we interact with each other, the way that we attract people, the way that we get them engaged in the work that we're doing, and the way that we're able to keep top performing people is the same regardless because they're all human. And I was so glad you talked about the keeping side of things because yeah. I think that that's really overlooked in that whole building of culture and making sure that you are actually listening to the means of the con to team members just as much as making sure that those tires are coming in and happy this well. Oh, absolutely. In fact, you know, it's just like sales. Um, you hear the statistics about sales that it costs you exponentially more to find a new customer than it does to keep a customer. Uh -huh. And it's the same for employees. It's going to cost you exponentially more to go find a new one and train them and bring them in and add them to your systems and integrate them in and make them productive yes. than it does to keep the ones that you currently have, train them, develop them, and make them feel at home, give them a place where they want to be, create a culture that, that they want to stay in. That's going to cost you a whole lot less. You know, and we just had Brian Ballou, who's an economist, uh, on right before you. And one of the things that he was saying is that it's not going to get better as far as this hiring market. This is something that we're going to deal with. So taking those proactive steps is absolutely. We, you know, I talked in the in the session today about all those things that are kind of adding up to create an environment where um, employees and candidates have choices, and that scenario is not going away. Um, we're, we don't have enough people, uh, bodies to fill current roles in our economy. There's 7.2 million, um, excuse me, there are 6.5 million available people to work and there are 9.6 million jobs open. 
So um, I don't see those numbers changing in the near future. And so, yeah, I think that if we want to um, attract engaging beef, tough performing people, we've really got to look at what do we need to, how do we, what language do we need to use, yes. right? Yes. And the language has changed over the last um, really 10 years, but it's been changing over the last 20 to 30. Um, and that language needs to be more human. We have to get out of a transactional relationship where I post a job, I hire someone to sit in the chair, and I give them a paycheck. Um, that's not going to cut it anymore. And so, and candidates and employees have choices. So we have to understand what it is they're looking for, what do they want, and um, use that language to attract and keep them. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting that you talked about was the building of the, the sample job description. It, yeah. You talked about how we need to be so good at these job descriptions now and really know what employees are looking for and be able Absolutely. We've gone from listing duties and responsibilities to creating a marketing piece. And the job description has to be a marketing piece. It has to tell, well, it really has to do multiple jobs. The job description has different functions. The first is it's a marketing piece. The second is it is really an outcomes and expectations document. We need to tell people what we're expecting them to accomplish and how we're expecting them to accomplish it. Because a candidate looking at a job description needs to understand, am I going to be able to do it the way that they want me to do it? Is this going to fit me as an individual? And so um, they really have to take on this new life form that they've never had before. Yeah, we're at the Dillon Trade Alliance annual session in Vadia Springs, Florida. We're talking to Kim Leeson, a uh, workforce strategist and founder of Hiring Strategies. You know, one thing that, that stuck with me, and I'm probably going to butcher the way that you said this, but we have to hire your fit yes. and, and not skill. Is that, yes. is that correct? Yeah. Tell, tell me what that means, because I, I think the belt, think of a couple of our uh, listeners are better. Yeah. Dental industry might be a little bit different because they're so, yeah, especially if you're talking about dentists and hygienists, right? We have to train them for skill. Although I would encourage you to go find someone that you think you can work with and send them to school, right? It's easier to train them than it is to find that person who you're going to be able to work with long-term, who's going to be invested and engaged in the work that you're doing, that's going to want to help you build the business, um, rather than just coming to work every day and then going home. That's a very different mentality. And so um, the more we can focus on fit and an employee's ability to problem solve and be inspired to want to solve the things that we want them to solve, right? That's the key. And if we can find all of that, then we can train them to do the rest. It's, it's skill. And, and I, I love that you mentioned the personality profiles and things like that, but there are certain ones you should use and certain ones to stay away from as well. Yeah, yeah, there's a thousand um, employment assessments out there. I think the key is to really look at the science behind the tool. Is it a valid and reliable tool for hiring? Um, if it's a four quadrant tool of any kind, if it's putting people into four buckets, that is not a legal hiring tool. <laughs> Humans are way more complicated than that. Um, and so we have to make sure that we are choosing a tool that's unbiased. We're choosing a tool that does, uh, that meets all the EEOC requirements, um, et cetera. So make sure that you're asking for the technical manuals or the research reports 
and that you're getting um, a tool that's going to measure the things that it really says it's measuring. So I want to go back to something you said a moment ago about the the job description. It's more of a marketing piece. Mm-hmm. I know some of our listeners are sitting here going, I don't know how to do one yet. Is that, how do you start down that well? Yeah. Is that something that there are templates out there or what's the best way? Yeah. The best thing to do to start with is to ask yourself, why would I want to work here? What do I offer an employee coming in? Um, and then af- after you've answered that question for yourself, ask your current employees, why do they stay? Why did they choose to come here? It's typically things like culture. It's things like leadership. It's things like um, uh, what sort of problems and challenges am I going to get to work on for you? It's what kind of impact am I going to have in the organization? Um, and am I going to be recognized for that impact, right? What sort of values do we bring, uh, does the organization bring to the table and integrity? Those are all things that uh, candidates and employees today, if you don't bring those to the table, they're going to walk. They want an organization that has integrity and good values, and they're going to be able to have an impact on. One question to ask you, one thing that we, we've asked all of our guests, and it's, I'll put you on the spot a little bit. Okay. Heading into 2024, what's a trend that you are, something that you're looking at, how it might change next year for our listeners or something they should be aware of heading into I think um, 2023 has been the year of education for the employment economy. People are realizing things are different and we have to do them differently. I think 2024 is going to be um, the reckoning of all of that education and that learning, right? Okay, now we have to do something about it. And so there's going to be a whole lot more discussion around how do we create a more human workplace? How do we create um, an environment where and a culture where people want to be? We call that an inspired culture. Um, How do we create that kind of a place? Um, so that we are attracting, engaging, and keeping top-performing people. Well, I know we had a limited time here on the podcast. You had a limited time on stage. I'm sure it's something we've talked about all day. Where do our listeners, if they want to reach you or learn more about hiring strategies, how do they find you? Yeah. Um, you can go to, you can just email me. That's probably the easiest, at kiml at hiringstrategies.com. Um, and I'm happy to answer any questions that you have. I do not charge for phone calls, so please, I'm not a lawyer. Please call me and um, ask. I love to brainstorm with people. I love to problem solve with people. I grew up with a father who hated his job. And this is why I do this work, because I want to create a workplace where employers and employees have relationships. So I will brainstorm with you all you want. Good relationships sounds like a good thing. So yeah. Thank you so much, Kim, for being on today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. Have a good one. Absolutely. And thanks to all of you for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode here from the Dental Trade Alliance meeting of the Dean of Springs, Florida. Uh, but for now, Kevin Henry signing off, which you knew nothing but success ahead.